mother in the Lord. God doing a great work through them in Kasuba and they send their love. I believe that they are with us in spirit and I know that they have prayed ahead of this meeting that God is going to bless us tremendously. I want us to continue to pray for them until we see them back in our midst. They are on a mission for the Lord and God has given us also a mission to hold their hands as the errands and the oil in the house so that we lift them up in prayer that's our obligation to them lift them up in prayer till we see them back and we know that God is going to bring along with them testimony of the wonders that God is going to do through them in Passover and in Ireland as a whole hallelujah this morning the Lord lay on my heart in conjunction with what Apostle have been ministering to us on walking in victory. But the title of my message for us this morning will be, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Taking for the, from our usual text in the book of Ephesians 6.10, it says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. When I was waiting on the Lord for this topic, I asked the Lord that what does it mean to be strong in the Lord? And there were two statements that was impressed on my spirit. If we say that we are strong in the Lord, that it means that we must be passionate for Jesus. We must be passionate for the Lord. No one can be strong in the Lord and not be passionate for the Lord. Whatever you are passionate for is what you are strong in. If you are passionate for your work, you will be strong in it. You will do everything whatsoever to make sure that you reach the top of your profession. But because we are believers in Christ Jesus, the scripture says, and Apostle Paul admonished the Ephesians, that finally... The conclusion of all my messages from chapter 1 to chapter 5 is that finally you must be strong in the Lord. And so our passion for Jesus, how much are you passionate for the one you love? I know every one of us love the Lord because if you do not love the Lord, you will not be here in his presence. It's the love of God that drives you into his presence. But how much of his passion fills your heart? The scripture says we should imitate Christ. If you look at the lifestyle of Jesus when he was on earth, the Bible says that the child grew. When Jesus was born, the account of him in the book of Luke said the child grew and became strong in spirit. And the grace of God was upon him. We've never seen a Jesus who was complacent. I've never seen a Jesus who was on earth and he was complacent. Every single day of his life on earth was strong, was passionate for his father, passionate for his work. So how much are you passionate for God? When you say that you are passionate for Jesus, that means that Jesus has become your ultimate. Not your work, not your family. Not your wealth, not your possession, not your friend, 
not your business. But Jesus has now become your ultimate. So you will love him above all your earthly possessions, above all your dreams and aspirations in life. You will love him because you are passionate for him. Another word that came to mind is firmness. To be strong in the Lord means that you are firm in your faith. You are unshakable in your faith. This world will go through challenges. We will go through tribulations. But how firm is your faith? Each one of us have different trials we may be going through. If we are to give mic to each and every one of us and say, what are your challenges? None of us will say, I am challenge free. Every one of us have one challenge or the other that we are battling with. But does your challenge hinder your firmness in the faith? I love the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 38 to 39 says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height or death, nor anything else in all creation. And that comes under everything that you may be going through in life. Some of you, maybe you are struggling in your marriage. That should not stop your firmness in God. Maybe some of you are looking forward to getting married. And you are getting older. Time is going. Years is passing. But nothing is forthcoming. It's as if that has been your prayer point for years. But nothing is coming. It, it should not stop your firmness in God. Maybe some of you are battling with your job. You have been on the same salary for about three, five years. You are believing God for promotion. It's not forthcoming. Some are even looking for job for years for months it's not forthcoming that should not storm your firmness in god the scripture said nothing else in creation nothing else in creation should stop or separate you from the love of christ love of god that is in christ jesus the bible says that we have been counted worthy to show forth the praises of our God, who have called us out of darkness into his marvelous kingdom of light. Some of us are going through situations in our life and people are watching us. How are you dealing with it? The world is watching you. How are you dealing with it? They know that you are a believer. They know that you have some Bible verses that you quote to them. But they are seeing how they are watching you. How are you dealing with the challenge that is above you? The scripture says we should show forth the praises of God. For someone who is strong in the Lord, you must not let Jesus down. Someone who is strong in the Lord will not make, let Jesus down. We let Jesus down through our unbelief. We let Jesus down through our doubts. We let Jesus down when we turn our back against serving the Lord. I love the book of Joshua. Joshua said, he made a decision in his heart. As for me and my house, the Lord shall we serve. Is that going to be your decision? What are the attitudes that we need to be strong in the Lord? I ask all this I'm, written, I'm 
telling you, I ask the Lord. I ask the Lord. What are the attitudes? What are the attitudes? He didn't tell me many attitudes. Only one attitude we need to be strong in the Lord. I was shocked. Only one attitude. You know what? The attitude is your mindset. Just your mindset. And he brought me back to what Apostle was ministering to us during the victory night, the Jesus seminar. Everything boils in the mind. Everything. You're coming to here, your attendance in the church today, it all boils down to your mindset. You made up your mind. Nobody pushed you. No force pushed you to come to church. Even angels did not push you to come to church. First and foremost, you made up your mind. You made up your mind yesterday that I'm coming to church. Last week, today, this Sunday, I'm coming to church. When you woke up this morning, you didn't go somewhere else. You make up your mind, you are coming to church. So everything boils down to your mindset. So to be strong in the Lord, it is your mindset. We can pray and say, God, help me to be strong in the Lord, which is a good prayer to pray. But if the mind is not connected, if the decision you have made in your, in your mind is not connected to the prayer you are praying, nothing will happen. And many of us have been saying that we want to be used of God. But in our heart of hearts, we are not ready to be used of God. In our heart of hearts, we are fearful. In our heart of hearts, we do not want to pay the price. So it is your mindset. Attitude to be strong in the Lord is your mindset. No one will make that mind, make up the mind for you. Apostle will not make up that mind for you. Mamioma will not. No man will make the mind, your mind up. It is you. It is your mindset. So, mindset is very, very important. You need to make up your mind that I want to be strong in the Lord. To the Laodicea church in the book of Revelation, it says, I will spew you out of my mouth. Why? Because you are neither cold nor hot. He said, I would have loved you to be cold, so that at least we know that there's a problem there to move you from the cold to the hot. Or, you are hot, but when you are in between... Uh, Jesus said, I cannot deal, because it was Jesus who said it. I cannot deal with lukewarmness. I can only deal with people who have a problem, and they knew that they have a problem, and they turn for me for the, for, to, for the solution, then I will be able to help them. But for those of you who say, well, I'm, I'm cold today, I'm hot tomorrow, I'm just in between, God say, I will spill you out. We don't want to come to that place where God spills us out. We want to be strong in the Lord, but it depends on your mindset. So your mindset is very, very important. What are the tools that we need to be strong in the Lord? One, the Word of God. The Word of God makes us strong. The Word of God is what will empower us to be strong in the Lord. The Word of God is not what we, is not the Word of God that we read, but the Word of God that we study. Study to show yourself a proof of man. And need not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the Word of truth. We need to study. The scripture in the book of Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 says, This book of the law will not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. So that, why should you meditate on it? It gave us the reason why meditation is very important. When you read the word of God, you read it. 
You can't meditate. Or meditating is thinking about it, pondering, seller, pondering about the word of God that you read. If we should give a test today, some of us have read the scripture for today. Philippians 1 and 2. Mark 15 and 16. But which, which part of those verses resonate in your spirit? Which part of those verses have you meditated on? If you can meditate on it, then you should be able to bring a sermon out of it. You should be able to share it with someone. Meditation will help you to do the word of God. Meditation will help you to observe the word of God. And the scripture says you don't just meditate on it day, but night and day. Day and night. So when the word of God dwells richly in you, then you can confront every situation around you. That is what will make you strong in the Lord. We need the word of God. Thank God for Christ's faith tabernacle. Thank God for the man of God who God inspired to be able to, for us to read the word of God. Making it compulsory for those of us who do not know where to start from in the scripture. And we've not been able to discipline ourselves with the scripture. That is why he's given us these two verses, day and at the night time, read two verses. Four chapters in a day. So that the word of God will dwell richly in us. We have come to a situation in our life and the, in the generation that we are living right now that... Those of us who are Christian must be Christian indeed. Not just Christian by mouth. Not Christian just by attendance of the church, which is part of it. But we need to be able to stand on our own. Because the time has come, and the time will surely come when persecution will arise. We're beginning to see just a fringe of it. But the fullness of it will surely come. But the people that will withstand that time of persecution will be those who are strong in the Lord. It will not be the wishy-washy Christians. It will not be the submarine Christians. It will not be the Christians who only serve God when they have a need. But it will be a Christian whose life depends on him. So we need to arise. And we need to meditate on the word of God. Meditation and also to obey. There's no point of you reading the word of God for... What's the purpose? What's your motive of reading the word of God? Is your motive for reading the word of God to have head knowledge so that they can say that, Oh my God, this one is a Bible practitioner. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, yeah, Bible practitioner is good. But someone who had knowledge, oh, I can quote the scripture from Genesis to Revelation. Of no, of what use is it if it's not working within you? So the word of God that we study is first for your own knowledge sake, because knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. You need to know the word of God. When you know the word of God, you know God himself. Because God is the word. You cannot separate God from his word. And you cannot separate Jesus from his word. Jesus is the word of God. So the more of the word of God that you have, the more of Jesus that you have. And the more of Jesus you know. So we want to know God, yes. But if you are shallow in the word of God, in the knowledge of the word of God, then you are shallow in your knowledge of God. So God wants us to be filled with the knowledge of his word. He wants the word of God to dwell richly in us. Because of time, I will not go to 2 Timothy 3, 14 to 17. But let me paraphrase. Timothy was Paul, Apostle Paul's spiritual son. And the father in the Lord, which was Apostle Paul, was administering to, to Timothy. 
that you have been brought up in the lineage of faith and you know the scripture from your infancy and I want to challenge every child in the house or will I challenge the parents there are some parents that their children are vast in the word of God you can see them on Bible study when they come up and share the word of God that is a big you know I can salute those parents for that But if some of you who have young children, and I'm talking about young children, catch them young. I tell you, when you train up a child in the way it should go, they will not depart. Even those who depart, because the seed has been sown, they will come back. But it's always good for you to get it right. This man, Timothy, knew the scripture from infancy. So I will applaud for those of you who are just parents. That you are not giving back to children. And you've just started. Start well. Start well. How do you start well? Right from when they are about one. Even before they were born. Buy them a Bible. I'm talking from experience. When I was raising up my children. I, it is part of my collection for, for maternity. It's part of my collection to go into labor wards. You know, children, parents, when they are getting there, they pack all their loads. They buy all this stuff. They buy all the baby stuff, or the dummy, the bath, and everything. Bible must be part of it. So that when that child comes home, every day you read the Bible. You read the Bible. You think children don't hear? They hear. They hear you. So that that child is nourishing the word of God. You know, Apostle's time now, he has told us verbally and openly that he's going to concentrate on the little ones. Help Apostle to do the work well. Because if you parents can catch your children young, like Timothy was caught young, then it will make the job easier. So buy Bible, little Bible, all those picture Bible to your children and begin to read to those little ones. Read it. Read it. And let it be consistent. Even you parents, when you are tired, still read it. It's an obligation because it is their life. If you know that the word of God is their life, no matter, even if you are tired, you will still do what you need to do. So it is very important that we parents buy that Bible. Read to your children so that they can love the word of God. By now, our children should be preaching. While we sit down, they must be on fire for God. So we as parents, we have responsibility. There is no point for us parents to be on fire and our children are dragging their feet. They are forced to come to church. It should not be. It should not be. Let's do our homework well. Because you are building a legacy for those children that they will live never to regret in life. When you are gone to glory, you are sure that your children are carrying on the baton and they are serving God. As for me and my house, the Lord shall we serve. I believe that is your decision as well. The second tool is earnest prayer. And I said earnest prayer. Not just prayer when I feel like. Earnest prayer. We have been taught about the hours of prayer in this house. We have been taught about communion prayer in this house. We have been taught about you separating yourself in your home for prayer. Prayer, we thank God that this is a praying church. But you yourself should be a prayer person. You should be a prayer. 
somehow somehow i was with uh, uh, yesterday i was able to hear about the some of the prayers that was going on among the men i will still come back to that i was impressed i was excited and there was something that pastor ben mentioned that we need to be on that mountain not just when they call for prayer on the platform is good because it is very important when one we chase a thousand the bible says isn't it and two we chase ten thousand so whenever we pray there are demons millions of demons that we get rid of and also there is an energy the power that emanates from communion prayer it's good but your own personal prayer is more powerful god wants to hear your voice god wants a one-on-one relationship in prayer and it needs to be consistent. And you know you cannot disappoint Jesus. If you cannot keep the whole hour of prayer, at least let there be one that you... I mean, the one that you will dedicate and pray. If it's 6 a.m. in the morning, let Jesus know that you are there. Let Jesus know that, ah, ah, I know Pastor Debbie will be there at this time. So I want to hear her speak. I want to hear her seek my face. Jesus will be there. You can't. Sometimes I run. I have my own hour of prayer that I pray. But sometimes I run a little bit late, and I will tell the Lord, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm really late. I know you have been here waiting. Uh, it's an insult for me to keep you waiting. It is really an insult. How can I keep the whole God of heaven waiting? So, Lord, I'm sorry. God should know you by your hour of prayer because He's there. Angels are there waiting. And if you say that, oh, this job is more important, I can always pray. There will always be another tomorrow. Ah, our God doesn't act, he doesn't act that way. If our God has to wait to tomorrow to bless you, it will be dangerous. Because at that crucial time, that is when you need him. So if our God is a right on time God, you should be a right on time believer. That will never disappoint him. So, earnest prayer, I'm talking about consistency. Something that you say, yes, Lord, this is the time I've set for you. And God knows that you are there. Even angels, they have your name on record. That 6 a.m., she's there. 6 p.m., she's there. 3 a.m., she's there. 3 p.m., she's there. 9 a.m., she's there. 9 p.m., 12 midnight. I know that my daughter, my son, is praying. And do that to your children. Do that to your children. I called my son one day in the uni, and it was just around past the time that, that I finished doing my own prayer time. And I called him. He wasn't answering. I said, ah, this boy, by this time you should be in, the, you should be in, your, in your hostel or something like that. He called me back and said, Mommy, you are disturbing me because I was praying at the time. Ah, I salute that boy. I said, thank you. Thank you that you did not even pick the phone because that's the way I taught them. Regardless how important, even if one million contracts is waiting for me and the person call at that hour of prayer, you are not as important as my God. You are not as important as my God. So endless prayer is very, very important. There is a saying that says a prayerful Christian is a powerful Christian or a strong Christian. You want to be strong in the Lord? You cannot do without endless prayer. We need to pray. We need to pray. Prayer must be our lifestyle. 
And we know the life of of, um, Elisha. He says, Confess your fault, James 5, 16 to 18. Confess your fault one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous availeth much. They talk about Elijah was a man subject to like passion as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth, but the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again. We all know the story. So he was a man of prayer. The scripture says men ought to pray and not to faint. So we need to pray continually. We need to pray consistently. And that's what I'm talking about. The second, the third tools is fellowship of the believers. We cannot overemphasize that. Fellowship of the believers. Both communion fellowship and your own personal fellowship is very important for you to be strong in the Lord. Like now, if you are not in this auditorium, Apostle always say about the habit of some people after COVID staying at home. You can stay at home if you are far away, but if you are supposed to be in this building and you refuse to, first and foremost, you are disobedient to the word and the command of God. Bible says we should not neglect the guardian together of one another. As it is the habits and the manner of some. Yours should not be that. When God calls a meeting, you must be there. You must be there because Jesus is there waiting for you. So you cannot just decide on your own. You know, as believers, in as much as we are free, but we are still the prisoner of Christ. Prisoner in Christ means that you submit to the will of the Father. There are some restrictions. Your freedom does not give you liberty to do whatever you like. It must be in according to the scriptures. If Jesus said, says it, it settles it. I cannot think otherwise. I have no mind of my own to think otherwise. It, my, my mind must subject to the mind of Christ. I must subject to the will of God. So fellowship is very, very important. The scripture says in the Mark chapter 3, we read this from few days ago. Mark 3, 14 to 15. I love it. He said he appointed 12 that they might be with him first and that he might send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. Jesus said he appointed 12. Jesus appointed 12. First and foremost, the reason why he appointed 12 was one, to be with him. So Jesus is seeking our fellowship. He's seeking relationship, communion. Jesus wants that personal fellowship with us. And what is the importance of having a personal fellowship? So that He can train us in godliness. There are some things you do not know about yourself. There are some things that you think that you are perfect. But it is in the place of fellowship that God trains you. It is in the place of fellowship that God opens your eyes to your real self. Even when we come to church like this, fellowship is good. Because that is when the Holy Spirit will minister through the minister to begin to touch some areas in your life that you have not been taking you know, notice of. Because fellowship, that is the importance of fellowship. And then when you are at home, the Holy Spirit will begin to train you how to release those godly virtues into you. It will train you into godliness. Fellowship is very important. 
But if you do not have that communion with Jesus, you will just think that your life is perfect, whereas it is not in the sight of God. God needs your relationship. He needs that intimate relationship with you. And He wants to fellowship with you so that He can make you better. In one of the scriptures we read also, I think in the book of Ephesians, He was talking about the mindset so that our mind will be conformed to Christ and then we will become like God. That's the utmost goal of a believer. The utmost goal for a believer is not to make money. Yes, we will make money because our God will not want us to live a life of poverty or a life of lack. He wants us to have all sufficient. He's an all sufficient God. So you provide our needs. But our utmost goal is to be like Him. And it is in the place of fellowship that God makes you like Him. If you are not communion with God, then you will not be like Him. The more you behold God, the more you are like Him. The more you are like Him. They always say, husband and wife, after some years, they tend to look alike. It's because they, they fellowship together. They live together for years. So they begin to talk like one another. They begin to express themselves like one another. They begin to look like one another. So the more you fellowship with Jesus, the more you are looking and becoming like him. In your thinking, in your mindset, in your ways, in the way you view life, you become like him. And that is the place that God is taking us to. Because why? Jesus is coming for a glorious church. A church without spot and wrinkle. A church that will become a replica of Jesus on earth. That is who Jesus, God is coming for. The fourth tools is get involved. Get involved. And that brings me back. Yesterday, I was opportuned or privileged to hear the men praying. And guess what? Every Saturday... Men pray in this house. So if you are a man and you are not doing so, what are you doing? You can't be strong in the Lord like that. If you are on an island of your own, isolated on your own, and feel that you don't need anybody's prayer. I can pray in my home. Uh, get involved. I was impressed. Get involved. There are some singers that sang here. They are involving themselves. Protocol. They are right in front of us. Ushers, those on the camera, Sunday school teachers have just gone to teach the children. Some people come here to clean. Some people, they serve us. So I don't know how people can come to church and you say you are a believer and you cannot get involved. You need to get involved. Because if you are on your own, some, I'm not saying everyone, but people that tend to criticize what other people are doing tend to be from those who are doing absolutely nothing. And I'm talking about some, not all, but some. When you see people criticizing other people, oh, the choir should have sang this way. The usher should have done this. Oh, the protocol, why are they standing like this? Check it out. They are doing nothing. So, is your calling a critic or you are joining in partnership with Jesus to advance his kingdom on earth? Do you know that Jesus disliked idleness? We read in the scripture, 
how some people were hanging around and they are doing nothing and Jesus would say, ah, no one to hire you, come, go into my vineyard. He calls some by 5, or 5 p.m., he calls some earlier, he comes some late, because he doesn't like idleness. You can't come to the church for years and absolutely we cannot see your hand in anything. You are doing absolutely nothing. How can you be strong in the Lord? I'm telling you we need to be strong in the Lord and I'm going to tell you the reason why we need to be strong in the Lord in a minute. God, Lord, permit me. I don't even know the time now, God. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Hallelujah. Get involved, people of God. Get involved. We have Zoom, prayers. They made it easier for us that we don't have to journey from our different location to come here every day. Time will come that we'll have to be sleeping in church. I say that prophetically. Time will come when we'll have to be sleeping in church. I mean, we will all build our tent in church and we'll sleep in church. Because the condition around us warrants it. But it's not this time yet. The season has not come yet. The season now is that you are taking your cool. And enjoy it while it lasts. But why you, well, we are on Zoom. Why some of you not? Some people connect through uh, YouTube. Which is good. But I want to say that those of you who connect through you could be there. Spirit, soul, and body. YouTube is not a place for you to, ah, let me go and leave the prayers on prayer and go and do a cup of tea. Drink cup of tea. And you go and take a cup of tea. You cannot, you can, you've disconnected from the prayer. Let's be frank. You've disconnected from the prayer. It's not the time, oh, I will, eh, and then you are pouring your tea. This and that. Or you are telling your children of, hey, 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 you stop it. That Zoom is not for that. We are in the presence of God. So if you are going to be on Zoom, be on Zoom where people will see you. And even those who are in Zoom, be there, spirit, soul, and body. Jesus is watching you. We are not there for any man. You are not there for Apostle T.P. Williams. Do you know that? You are not there for Reverend Omar. You are not there for anybody. Jesus is watching you. Because Zoom is more or less like we are in the church setting. So if we are in the church setting, let your spirit, soul, and body be a lot. And respect the God that you are there for. And for those of us who are on conference call, prayer conference call, or, and um, YouTube, please be there spirit, soul, and body. Don't be distracted by activities. Don't be as distracted by, by your children and doing all this and correcting them and all that. Or even some people making phone calls. Ah! You are in the presence of God and you are making phone calls. And that is regardless whether you are on YouTube or you are on Zoom. Making phone calls while you are in the presence of God. It's like you in the church making phone calls. Will you not say that's an insult? God is speaking, you are making phone call, or you are checking your texts, and you are texting back, they are texting to you. Ah, we need to wake up and be real to this God. This God is real. He's real, and I fear Him. I fear Him. Don't make your liberty, don't think that you are so free to do whatever you like. 
You are not free to do whatever you like for Christ's sake. You are a child of God. We are prisoners of Christ. So everything that you do must be to respect the holy begotten Son, Jesus. To, to serve Him and to love Him and to do everything that you do must be to please Him and not to please self. So I'm challenging those of us who we, they call for prayer, be there. If it's Zoom, be there. If it's YouTube, be there. 100% attention, that is what I'm talking about. And if it's the, the uh, prayer conference call, be there too. Spirit, soul, and body. Get involved. We all have the grace of God. The scripture says in John chapter 5 verse 17, it says, In his defense, Jesus said to them, My father is always at work to this very day, and I too am working. So Jesus is a workaholic. Our God is a workaholic. Our God is working right now. If it's not working, none of us will have oxygen that we are breathing in. If it's not working. If it's not working, he will not be in charge of our mobility, that we are able to walk, we are able to swing our hands, our brain is connecting. I just, sometimes I just imagine the, 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 the excellence of God. The excellence of God. That we can talk without meditating on what to say. Look at how I'm talking, flowing right now. Brain, connecting, everything. We don't have to think about how it works. It just works because God is working. God is working. When miracles are happening, God is working. It's not sleeping. Uh, God neither sleep nor slumber, but he's working. And he's working, Jesus is working. And you have to work because you, are, you have the gene of God in you. So if you have the gene of God in you, you need to work. No one should be lazy. If you say you're a lazy, if a, a lazy person cannot be a child of God, I'm sorry. Because the gene of God, the gene of the hard-working God is in you. So we need to connect. We need to be working. And we all have been given grace to serve. Ephesians 4, 7 says, But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. Everybody have a grace. Everybody have something they can use to advance the kingdom of God. So what is your grace? And what are you contributing to God's house to advance his kingdom? We all will give account one day. Lastly, the last two partnership with the Holy Spirit. You cannot be strong in the Lord and not have been partnership with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our friend. The Holy Spirit is our lover. <laughs> we can't do without him. The Holy Spirit is our helper. He's our comforter. He's our counselor. Stand by. He stands by us. Stand by you right now. He's the one who is saying that what the servant of God is saying, take it aboard. Take it on board. The Holy Spirit stands by you. He's your helper. John 14, 15 to 18 says, If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate or comforter to help you and be with you forever. So God, the Holy Spirit is a helper. He helps us and is with us always. The Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because he neither sees him nor knows him. So those who are unbelievers, they don't know the Holy Spirit. 
they cannot see him but we can't see him we know him because he lives in us for those who have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you I will not leave you as an orphan so the Holy Spirit needs relationship he needs relationship the Holy Spirit needs your friendship he wants to be friend with you it pains him when you are suffering, when he, ca- he has the solution, and you are not even connecting. The Holy Spirit wants us to be connected. He wants us to be sensitive. He doesn't want you to just be going on your own. But he wants you to listen. And when you listen, sometimes we get out of, you know, we get out of line. We do things that we are not supposed to do. It's the Holy Spirit that cautions you and brings you back. And when you listen to Him, He's happy. He doesn't want you to shun Him. He doesn't want you to grieve Him because He can be easily grieved. Holy Spirit. We need to be friends with the Holy Spirit. If we can be friends with the Holy Spirit, everything that we call problem will not be problem. Because He is the solution. And God has given Him to us so that we can be helped. We are not helpless. So let's connect to the Holy Spirit. If I were you, every single day I will call his attention. Because he's there. He's there. But he will not say, hey, here, I'm here. He can be so gentle and quiet. But you need to connect to him and say, Holy Spirit, I'm going to work right now. Caution my tongue. Caution my mind. Caution my walk. Let me walk in line with your will. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will tell you, go and speak to that person. Don't shun him off. The person may not look like he should want to be spoken to. He may have a frown face. He may not be welcoming. But the Holy Spirit speaks the heart of the Father. He says he will not speak of his own. But he will speak what he receives. So when God speaks to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit speaks to you. So we need to connect and make friendship with the Holy Spirit. Then our spirit will be strong. We'll be strong in the Lord. And lastly, I think I said lastly before, but I said I mean this is the final, final one. Why should we be strong in the Lord? Why should we be strong in the Lord? We should be strong in the Lord because we are facing unseen battles every day. Every day we are on the battlefield. We are seeing unseen battles. We are facing unseen battles. We are facing some spiritual forces. You know, it is the spiritual that determines the, 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 the physical. It's already settled in the spiritual. Everything that's happening today is already settled in the spiritual. The healing is settled in the spiritual. And when, even when the forces of darkness are moving, it is all settled in the spiritual. But we have to be strong in the Lord and the power of His might to pull down the forces of darkness. Because when we go out there, it is good. We are, the atmosphere is so serene here and sacred because God is here. In fact, before you go out, some agent of Satan, and we cannot say that the whole place. Satan don't come. Satan come. At least we saw a show of that sometimes last week. Satan will come. And Satan can use anyone who is not so guarded in their spirit man. 
You know, to be strong in the Lord, you have the spirit of discernment. So that when the enemy is whispering things into your ears, you can easily shun him off. You can easily resist him in the faith. You can easily do that because you are discerning. But there are some people who are still working out their salvation. They are still growing in their faith. And Satan can use anybody. And before you know it, if they are not shunning it, they can use, they can spread the news of the devil. So that is why we need to be strong in the Lord. If I read that scripture to the end, it says, For we wrestle, verse 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So our fight is not for human being. Human being may be used, but it's the spirit behind it that we are fighting against, not the man. He said, But against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We can go to our work, and all these forces are right against us. We need to make sure that as Jesus was not defeated, we cannot be defeated. That is why we need to be sensitive. When anyone comes in with a wrong suggestion, you should be able to shun him off in the spirits. You should be able to, like, I don't know what happened on, on, on Friday. We were talking about one of my colleagues. We were just saying, ah, we're, we're just talking about him in a good way, not gossip. And then here comes the colleague just walked in and one of my staff just said, oh, speak of the devil, they say speak of the devil I said hey so she got it oh I'm sorry um, speak of the angel Get. no devil here no devil here you know it's easy for believers to be carried in the swing of the language that they use in the world you need to correct them you need to correct them they need to know your stand they need to know that you don't follow the trend your trend is from the Holy Ghost. And whether they like it or not, if they can boldly speak their own language, you must be boldly to speak your own language and let your language override their language. Because before you know it, you will just, you know, admit it and say, well, it's the flow, it's the word, language, slang. I don't give in to any slang. I don't give it to any. I'm so sensitive to words because words are so powerful. So it's very, very important. We go, we mingle with devils out there. But our, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we gaze the spirit. If Jesus can overcome, then we are born to overcome. And we can overcome the agent of Satan, every powers of darkness, by us being strong in the Lord and the power of his mind. Shall we rise up to our feet this morning? Hallelujah. Glory be to God in the highest. I want us to lift up our voice and begin to thank God for the victory that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's thank God for the finished work on the cross of Calvary. Let's thank God for the strength that God has given us to overcome in this world. We are not born to be defeated. We are born to overcome. The Bible says this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Let's lift up our voice and begin to thank 
thank God for the victory that we have in Christ Jesus. Begin to say, Lord, I thank you that I am victorious. I thank you that I am victorious. I thank you that I am victorious. And you begin to say those words, you will begin to live a life of victory. Begin to thank God that I am victorious. I am victorious over shame. I am victorious over defeat. I am victorious over fear. I am victorious over sickness. I am victorious over poverty. I am victorious over every powers of the devil. I am victorious because thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for the victory that you have been purchased by the blood of the Lamb. Thank you for the victory that we have in Christ Jesus. Thank God for the victory that we have in Christ Jesus. We have been made victorious by the blood of the Lamb. We have been made victorious in the name of Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you because we are victorious in Christ Jesus. My Lord, we thank you because the battle belongs to the Lord but victory belongs to us. Battle belongs to the Lord but victory belongs to us. Thank you for the victory. Thank you for the victory. Thank you for the victory. We bless you, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you. I want us to pray that God help me to be strong in the Lord. Help me to be strong in the Lord. Make up your mind that you want to be strong in the Lord. Make up your mind that you want to be strong in the Lord. Make up your mind that you do not want to be a lukewarm children or child of God. Pray that Lord God of heaven help me to be strong in the Lord. Help me to be strong in the Lord. Help me to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Help me to be strong in the mighty power of God. In the name of Jesus. Ask God the Father help me to be strong. Pray that the God will be at work within you. Pray that the Lord God will be at work within you. The might of God will walk through you. The might of God will walk through you. The power of God will walk through you. In the name of Jesus. Pray that Lord help me to be devoted to the word of God. Help me to be devoted to the word of God. Help me to be devoted to fellowship. Help me to be devoted to prayer. Help me to be devoted, oh God, Father, to the work of God. Help me, Lord God, to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Help me to be connected to the Holy Spirit. Help me to be connected to the Holy Spirit. My God, let flesh come out of the way. I give myself, oh God, to the Holy Spirit. Surrender yourself to the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, walk through me. Walk through me, Holy Spirit. Walk through me, Holy Spirit. Walk through my home, Holy Spirit. Walk through my family, Holy Spirit. Walk through my children, Holy Spirit. Walk through me, Holy Spirit. I surrender to you, Holy Ghost. 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 Pray that the Lord will refresh. He will refresh his passion for Christ in you. Pray that the Lord refresh my passion in God. Remain. Refresh my passion in God. Refresh my passion in God. Let me love God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength. Let the love of God abound in me. I want to love you more than this. I want to love you more than this. Jesus asked Peter, do you love me more than this? Do you love me more than this? Feed my lamb. Do you love me more than this? Feed my sheep. Pray that Lord empower me. Lord God to abound in the love of God. Let the love of God increase in me. The scripture says in the book of Mark chapter 24 verse 12. He said for the increase of wickedness, the love of many will grow cold. Pray that your love will not grow cold for God. You want to be strong in the Lord. We want to be strong in his love. You want to be strong in his word. You want to be strong in prayer. You want to be strong in fellowship. You want to be strong in your partnership with the Holy Spirit. Pray that the Lord will 
do not want to be a shallow Christian. I do not want to be a lukewarm Christian. I do not want to be a powerless Christian. Empower me, Lord God Almighty. Empower me to be strong in the Lord. To be strong in the Lord. As for me and my house, the Lord shall we serve. As for me and my house, the Lord shall we serve. Pray the Lord. You will serve the Lord together with your generation. You will serve the Lord together with your descendants. I will not let down my God. I will not let down my God. I will be strong in God. I will be strong in God. I will be strong in God. Onward, Christian soldier. Onward, Christian soldier. Onward, Christian soldier. I will go on with the Lord. I will be on fire for the Lord. Put more oil in my lamp and keep me burning. Put more oil in my lamp and keep me burning. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. Mm, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I want us to pray for the sick. You know, the power has been given to us. There is no reason why the sick should not be healed. There is no reason. So I want to pray. I want us to read that scripture again. The scripture says in the book of James, chapter 5, verse 16. Confess your faults one to another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. And I want the pastors to get themselves ready. Anyone in the house that is sick and you want the prayer of the elders to be on you and you want to be healed. And I want you to make up your mind. We do not serve a little Jesus. We do not serve a powerless Jesus. The word of God is real. And tell you it is real. It is real. Make up your mind. Everything goes in the mind. The mind is so powerful. Make up your mind today that you want to be healed. Make up your mind that Jesus, the all-powerful, Jehovah Rapha is his name, will touch you today and you'll be healed. Anyone sick in the house? If you are sick, let's see your hands raised up. Hallelujah. Can the pastor come forward and just look at where hands are laid? hands are lifted and just place your hand on them Maratoli, and let's do that quick because we haven't got much time Put, touch. I want you to raise up your hands above your head so that they can see you we are in the house of bread <laughs> why should people come to the house of bread and lack bread we are in the pool of Bethesda the pool of Bethesda is stirred up today Jesus a pool of life Jesus a river of life flowing, 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 flowing flowing. you said we shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover whatever may be every sickness in your body I command it to be paralyzed right now. I command you to be paralyzed right now. I say let every sickness depart from your body. Jesus was wounded for your transgression. He was bruised for your iniquity. The chastisement that make you, make you whole was upon him. And by your stripe, by his stripe, by his stripe, by his stripe, you were healed. We enforce the healing power of God upon your body right now. We command the healing power of God to be at work in your body. In the name of Jesus, we command infirmity to depart. We command cancer to be melted. We command every cancerous cell, oh God.
God to be destroyed right now. And we command a good sale, oh God, Father God, to be in exchange with every cancel yourself. In the name of Jesus. Sugar diabetes, the Lord rebuke you in Jesus' name. Sugar diabetes, the Lord rebuke you in Jesus' name. Lupus, the Lord rebuke you in Jesus' name. High blood pressure, we command you cease in the name of Jesus. Every form of lump in the body, we command you to be dissolved in the name of Jesus. Blind eyes see in Jesus' name. 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 Dead here in Jesus' name. Lame walk in Jesus' name. Every form of tumor in the brain, we command you out in the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus cleanses you from every infirmity. The blood of Jesus heals you from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. You are made whole. The sickness you see today, you see them no more. The sickness you see today, you see them no more. The disease you see today, you see them no more. The infirmity you see today, you see them no more. In the name of Jesus, every form of chest pain, we command you cease in the name of Jesus. Every agina, the Lord rebuke you in Jesus' name. Heart condition, be corrected in Jesus' name. Eye condition, be corrected in Jesus' name. Glaucoma, the Lord rebuke you. Arthritis, be removed in the name of Jesus. Every blood-related disease, we cause you to die from the roots in the name of Jesus. The Lord rebuke you, sickness. The Lord rebuke you, infirmity. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. No longer to be subject to a yoke of slavery. Barrenness, cease in Jesus' name. Angels of God that bring the God for choice children from above. Receive in Jesus' name. Receive in Jesus' name. Receive in Jesus' name. Every form of joint pain, we cause you to die from the roots. In the name of Jesus, we release God's healing power into your body, from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. You said no evil plague. We come near our dwelling. Our body, the temple of the Holy Ghost. So we say, strangers, be weary and run out of your nation. In the name of Jesus, we are healed. We are the 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 healed. In the name of Jesus. We bless you, God. We bless you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Begin to thank God for your healing. Begin to thank God for your healing. Begin to thank God for your healing. I can't heal you. None of the pastors can heal you. But there is a man called Jesus. He is a mighty healer. He is a great physician. He will heal you. You cannot go out of this building with your sick bodies. You are healed. You are healed. You are healed. You are healed. Jesus, we bless you, Father God, for liberty. We give you praise. We give you praise. And if there is anyone in the house, if you have not surrendered your life to Jesus, pastors are still standing by. And you want to give your life to Jesus as well. 
or maybe you have run out you've run away from the Lord and you are like that prodigal son and daughter that you want to make up your mind to come back to the Lord if I want to see your hand raised up pastors are next to you and they will minister to you anyone in the house who want to rededicate their life to Christ who want to give their life to Christ for the first time anyone Anyone, if you are lifting up your hand, I want you to lift it up above your head so that we can see you. Hallelujah. Anyone? Anyone? I want to consider everybody here is a, is a believer. Hallelujah. Thank God. So can we give the Lord a clap of praise? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We give you all the glory. We praise you, Jesus. Lord God of heaven, we thank you for your presence in our midst. We thank you, Lord, for the work that is done. We thank you, Father God, because the healing of your people is complete. We give you praise, O God, because they are going home healed. They are going home a changed person. Thank you, Father God, for the healing of the soul. Thank you for the healing of the mind. Thank you for the message that we have heard, that the boss of the hair cannot and will never snatch them away from our hearts. Thank you because, Lord God, the devil will not be able to choke the word out of us. Father God, even in the midst of our trial, we will stay strong. We will be strong in the Lord and the power of your might. Father God, we thank you because we are going home and we are going home as an overcomer. Lord, this new week that we are about to enter is a week of triumph for us. It's a week of victory for us. It's a week of joy. It's a week of freedom. It's a week, oh God, Father, of greater harvest. It's a week, oh God, of open doors. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We thank you for your servant, Apostle T.P. Williams and Reverend Omar Williams. Thank you for the exploit that you are doing through them. Thank you for the grace of God upon their life. Thank you for the anointing of the Holy Ghost that is upon them flowing through, Lord God, the altar to the people. Thank you, Father, for lives that have been changed, oh God, in Kasaba. Thank you, Father, for the revival that has taken place. And thank you, Father, God, for this new week, Lord God. The mantle of God will come upon them afresh. Lord God, as they begin to do the work, oh God, of evangelism, as they begin to do the work of the gospel and the work of the ministry, we thank you because you will accompany it with signs and wonders following in the name of Jesus. You will renew their strength. Oil will be poured upon their head and the anointing of the Holy Ghost will flow through them, oh God, to the people in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We honor you. Precious Jesus, we say thank you. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for in Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Amen. Amen.